Hi everyone and welcome to Christianity Unfiltered where we're speaking the truth of God's word in love. Today we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. We talked about him a couple weeks ago and who he is and how he works through us, um, how he speaks to us. But today we want to go a little bit deeper. We want to look at, you know, what are the fruits of the Spirit? What are the gifts of the Spirit? Um, we want to talk about tongues today because I know that these are some things like when some people hear Holy Spirit, they get a little freaked out by him because we can't control the Holy Spirit. He's not all neat and like in this perfect little box that everything's going to happen exactly the way we think it should. When we yield to the Holy Spirit, he's going to do things in a way that we don't expect. And sometimes that makes people really uneasy. And then we also want to talk about tongues because people are getting the wrong message about tongues. It's like, I know growing up, I was always told that it was of the devil. Well, something that powerful, the devil doesn't want you to have it. So of course he's going to tell you, you know, this is bad. You shouldn't have it. This is of the devil. So we just want to set some of these things straight today so that you can actually know what the truth of it is. And then you can go into the word yourself and study it out further. And then too, I mean, always ask the Holy Spirit, ask God, you know, what is the truth? Show me this and he will guide you in it. So, so yeah, go what, for it. what you were just saying um, about tongues. So you got people that say it's demonic. First of all, what scripture is that? Um, it says tongues is of the devil or of the Holy Spirit. First of all, what scripture is that? And then I want to say that there's a lot of people that try to put the Holy Spirit in a box and act like he's not around today. And there's people that preach that he's not around today. So, and these same people though, now when it comes right down to it, they believe in demon possession. They believe in, they say that tongues are demonic. They say all this stuff. So what they're telling me is that the devil's supernatural and has supernatural power and God just does nothing except for salvation. God's not around doing anything. He's not doing signs, wonders, miracles. He's not. It's the devil that's doing the signs, the wonders, and the miracles for the devil. You know, it's, it's just well, absurd. Well, that's a theory that was created by unbelief is what mm -hmm. is something that I was actually reading last night because they don't have the faith to step out and believe for the gifts of the Spirit. They don't have the faith to, like, uh, to you know, attain these things. And believe so, for the power. So they, be, so they come up with the theory that it was for the first apostles, that it was for the building of the church, and then that died out. Well, the church isn't done being built. No. Yeah. You know, it's very much alive and well, and the power of God is still here. We still need the Holy Spirit. We've yeah. never stopped needing Him. Pentecost so is still why, going on today. why would that power leave? Mm -hmm. Why would we lose that? It was to build the church. And Paul right. said, if I preach any other gospel, or someone preaches any other gospel, let them be accursed. Well, the gospel Paul preached, he never said the Holy Spirit was going to die off. No. Neither did Peter. Neither did James. Yeah. Neither did Jude. All right. So fact, that, that Peter being said, said, it's for your children. And your children's you, your children, children and all them that and are far children, off and yeah, whoever God calls. Mm -hmm. So if God's still calling people today and still doing things, then I would say most certainly we need to figure that out. Now, another thing is, is to some people, the Holy Spirit, it looks crazy. You mm -hmm. know, you see people laughing. You see people speaking in tongues. You see people crying. You see people look beside themselves. Now, they're like, see, that's not self-control. No, no, no. You don't have self-control. You don't have control over the Holy Spirit. You don't have self-control over Him. And Paul says this in 2 Corinthians, For if we are beside ourselves, mad as some say, it is for God and concerns Him. If we're in our right mind, 
it's for your benefit. So when things are look like they're crazy and you, you, you're looking at the people and you don't understand, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. If we're beside ourselves, crazy as some say, it's for God and concerns him. So maybe you should just be quiet about it because God's touching them. Mm -hmm. God's touching him. And you need to press in and get that for yourself. But you said you wanted to, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say this too. Um, some of that is you have to be willing to yield. To I the mean, Spirit of God. Amen. I remember Period. when we were first at Kent Christian Fellowship, which is now Faith Family, and I had come out of a church where, like, we didn't raise our hands and we didn't clap and we didn't shout and there weren't Holy <laughs> Ghost nights. I mean, like, we got up, we sang our hymns, we did our thing, we sat down, and that was it. Yes. So I was very uncomfortable to begin with when I had all these people like raising their hands and praising God and stuff. I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is weird. But then I'm like, I had to pray about it and say, okay, God, like if this is of you and this is what you need me to do, or if this is what I need to do to be free, then I'm going to yield to it. Absolutely. And I did. And wow, the Holy Spirit has really taken me on a journey. So that's yeah. for sure. All right. What were you going to say? So, um, yeah. Uh, all right. I was going to, so you, you mentioned the fruits of the Spirit first. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm going to read them out of the Amplified Classic first. And then uh, if you want, you can read them out of the... Uh, what do you have, the King, I James? the King James? Yeah, the original King James is very nice too. Yeah. This is Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Yep. All right, so it says, But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which His presence within accomplishes, is love, joy, which is gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint, continence. Against such things there is no law that can bring a charge. Mm -hmm. There's no offense against those things. Mm -hmm. All right, and you have? Okay, this is King James. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, which is patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. So what is that nine in there and then? Okay, so we've got, this is the NLT. They say love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So yeah, there's nine. Yeah, and we always talk about how you'll know people by their fruit. This is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Are you having problems with any of these things? Yes. Okay, That's I remember listening to Somebody say Brother Hagen was talking about this, where um, I don't remember what it was in particular he was struggling with, but he had to stop and look at how much time am I spending praying in the Spirit. Yes. He's like, so if I want to develop the fruit, I have to spend time praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues. Yes. And not just for like a couple minutes a day. Like he would pray for hours at a time. Yep. Yeah. And what does that do? That puts our flesh under so that the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and who he is in us can come out and then this fruit can be produced. Yep. And he was talking about one of the main things, I've seen what you're talking about. One of the main things was pride. People having pride. I'm not mm -hmm. doing that. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not. I'm not gonna pray in the spirit. And he tells us to build ourselves up. 
and it says it's like charging a battery. Mm -hmm. You know, even Smith Wigglesworth, when he talked about the, the tongues and saying, uh, but he said over and over again when he would pray, he'd pray in the spirit till he felt the anointing come upon him. Mm -hmm. He'd just, he'd pray every day like that and like it would knock out temptation and other stuff. And Jesus, you know, talks about praying. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you right now, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, like he was praying and the anointing come upon him, you know, right. to get, but, uh, Kenneth Hagin said the first time he got down on his knees and he was praying in the spirit like that, it was like he got up and the, it was like the enemy came immediately mm -hmm. and said, hey man, that didn't do anything. That was mm -hmm. that was stupid. You're just down there on your knees, dude, doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And he said, all right. And he got down there and he prayed for two more hours. Yeah. <laughs> and I when he that. prayed for that two more hours, that's mm -hmm. when his preaching and everything totally like went from and he, he he asked them guys, he said, he said, man, what have I been preaching all these years, dude? <laughs> yeah. He goes, he goes, I'm telling yeah. you right now, he goes, if yes. I was standing outside with an umbrella, someone had to tell me to get underneath of it so I didn't get wet. You know, that's, that's, mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that, I mean, it, what you're saying is when you're spending time in the spirit, praying in tongues and spending time with the Lord, then you start to take on his character. Mm -hmm. And I was reading something that said the original word for bat the original word for baptism actually came from um, when you were when they were dyeing clothes mm. in the mm -hmm. old days. So it was like a dipping is kind of what the word originates from. So you're thinking about pertaining to the spirit when you're baptized, you're being dipped and immersed mm -hmm. into that. Mm -hmm. And as the clothes, the same way the clothes take on the color of the dye, mm -hmm. we take on the character of the spirit. Mm -hmm. So I thought mm -hmm. that was really cool. So good. as we're spending time in the spirit, I mean, we're taking on his character, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and to me, like, man, the one that I'm always like is joy. Right, mm -hmm. because it's not—it's not temporary. It's not something that, like a lot of people, they in the world they misconstrue that. Like, okay, it's not happiness. Right. Okay, or based on circumstances. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, you might be happy because you just cashed your check. It's Friday, and you get to go shopping, or you know, it's not something. It's something that you always have. Mm -hmm. Like if you have that joy. You know, the joy of the Lord, it makes such a difference. It's not something that's temporary. It's like you can wake up today and you're like, you're happy. Mm -hmm. You know, you know that you can rest in Him. Right? Yep. And, okay, so when, when you come by faith. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, no, you're good. Yeah, it does. It does. Just, I say we were just talking about joy in church yesterday with the youth. So oh, go ahead. Okay. We tied okay. on this yesterday. Oh, okay. Okay. So what I was going to say was, okay, so the day that the Holy Spirit officially fell on me, and I asked and asked and asked over and over and over again for the baptism of the Holy Spirit for that one week when I was mm -hmm. so hungry for God's power. And when the Holy Spirit came upon me that day, it says you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So that you know right then and there the power that resurrected Jesus from the dead. You know the power. It's official now. And it becomes so real to you. It becomes more real than this conversation. You know for a fact that Jesus is who he said he was. He's the son of the living God. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. Everything that you believed, now you know for a fact it's there. Mm -hmm. Like It's like you had faith, but now, I mean, it's an explosion of faith and power and that joy come upon me. And there's nothing that will ever be able to take that away. Like, I know where I'm going. I know what my assignment is. Mm -hmm. I know what the mission is at hand. She's with me. And like, that's, and he did the same thing to her a week later.
But that right there, that assurance, that knowing that Jesus is real. Paul said, I know in whom I have believed mm -hmm. and I'm persuaded. I know him. Like that one encounter, boom. Nothing will ever take that joy away. And and that's why like we never leave the assignment. We never stray from the assignment. Right. We always keep go going. We always overcome. We're overcomers. But yeah, that joy is mm -hmm. is something. What do you want to say about it? <laughs> No, I mean, we were just like Carrie and I were saying, we, we taught this with the youth yesterday and we were talking about, you know, the fruits of the spirit and just how to apply them to your life mainly is what we were kind of talking about yesterday. But the biggest thing for me with, with like the fruits, I was telling them yesterday, I said, you know, these are all ways to measure yourself, right? I said, because you have the, the other side, which is the world, right? So if, you're, if your fruit is always bad things, you know, rotten fruit, you know, this, 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 and that, then you can, you can measure yourself on where you're at in your mm -hmm. walk with That's Christ. That's good. You know, so I said, you have these fruits that are really bad, and all these are going to line up with what the Word says over here as good fruits. Mm -hmm. So they were like, yeah, yeah, I get that. So I said, so, but if you're wanting all the blessings and everything that God has for you over here, but your fruits are lining up with these bad fruits over here, I said, you're probably not going to enter into the fullness of what mm -hmm. God has over here. Exactly. Yeah. But I said, but then we were talking about, you know, in John about the vine and the branches and pruning and all that. So I was telling him, I said, we have to allow God to prune that garbage out of our lives because he wants us on this side of the board over here. Yep. Yep. He wants us lining up with what the fruits are. And, mm -hmm. and he's like, but then I like, this was just a revelation yesterday as I was teaching, but the Lord showed me, he's like, but the key to get to this other side of these good fruits of the fruits of the spirit is there has to be an inner healing that goes in yeah. in between that. So we have to learn to get rid of and to be set free from that old man, that old way of thinking, because if we're, you know, you're, you're kind of dragging one leg, you know, you're, you're getting over here, but you're, but you're stumbling back, you know, you're getting over here, but, but until we cut off all that old garbage, yeah. then we can move into them fruitful things that, you know, God has called us to do. So that was, so they were all like, yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool when you think about it. But that's the key, really. We have to, and that's what I've been praying about with the youth and like ministering to people. It's like, people got to get set free. That's all there is to it. Yep. You, you, you can't, you can't smoke weed one day and want to be over here in the good fruits the other day. You nope. know, you can't yeah. drink a, and get drunk every night and then want to be over here. It's just, it's impossible. You it can't do work. it. It don't yep. work. It cancels each other You have other to either out. be all in it. And I, and I was telling them, I said, God will meet you in between where you're at, but you have to allow him to do that work in you mm -hmm. before you're going to get over to this good fruit side, right? Yes. yes. But I said, but you can't go, oh, I'll do this, and then, oh, I'm going to go back here and smoke weed for another yeah. week now. Yeah. Make up. And There's then, a sacrifice. It's just, yeah, I said, because God will allow yes. you to go around the circle. And I said, I did it in my own life. I said, I've been through circle after circle, and finally the Lord's like, you done yet? Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened to us, too. Yeah. Yeah. Are you done? Yeah. And you got to get to a point where, yeah, you got to be done. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you got to put your foot down. You got to get determined. Right? Yeah, you got to want God's fire yeah. over everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and revival begins. I don't care who you are. You know, people want to see revival in their town, in their city, in their church. I'll tell you mm -hmm. right now, you know where it starts at? Right Look here. in the mirror. Yeah. It begins in you. Exactly. And when you once revival happens in you, you Everything take it does. everywhere with you. Mm -hmm. You take revival with you wherever you go. You stir up people with that, that flame and pillar of fire that landed on you. Mm -hmm. Everywhere you and go. And then I was telling them, boom. the youth, or even this could be for adults. 
But I said, you can't tell somebody you love them unless you know what love really is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was yeah, looking at love. certain oh, people that have relationships. And they're like, what are you like, he's going after us. Like, well, we know yeah. love. I said, so what is love? And they're like, I said, so they started reading what it was not at first. You know, they're like, yeah. most full of this. They were singing that disco song. Yeah. What is love? <laughs> Baby, don't hurt yeah. me. What? <laughs> but that, but they did. They might have. They might have been. I might have been. I might have been. Dude, that's great. But then they, they were like, well, what love is not, right? And I said, so, and then you made a good point to the, like, why we were saying that about, so she's like, if you're dating somebody and he's doing these not things, yeah. That he truly don't love you. Yeah. 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 Right? If he's not patient, if he's not nice to you, if he's jealous of your friends and who you're hanging out with and who you're talking to, if he's being rude to you, like if he's being selfish and wants you to do everything for him and he's not doing anything for you, like that's not love. Yeah. You got a serious problem on your hands. Yeah. And oh, wow. You should have saw some of the faces when we were saying this. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. That, that person doesn't really love me. The no, key, they don't. Yeah. And the key too is though, like as we were speaking about it, because even when you're too, teaching youth and adults, sometimes, like we kept saying, well, you like we started talking about that inner healing and how you meditate on the word. But then they, you know what? Then we're like, do they even know what meditating on the word even means? These kids. <laughs> they didn't. No. So then we had to explain no. that to about what it is to meditate on it and get it in you. Mm -hmm. And I started sharing some you know, testimonies of me getting healed in different parts of my body. And I'm like, but it took me meditating on it. I said, meditating on it for me was getting in the word, believing it so strongly that it is done. Yep. You know, that's, that's how you, I said, I wouldn't leave the room. That's how determined I was that I was gonna be healed. I said, I'm not yeah. leaving. I mean, I, there was a couple times I told Carrie, I said, until I get my healing. Yeah. But I was believed <laughs> what that word said. And then the one time I just remember the Holy Spirit and said, well, does a healed man lay in bed all day or does he get up, <laughs> right? So I was like, well, he would get up if he was healed. Well, the Lord's like, all right, we'll get, <laughs> yeah, up. get up, right? Dude, you told that story. So listen, this is the funniest thing in the whole world. So he told me that story over the phone. Now, we had, oh, we yeah. had you on FaceTime. We had Dave on FaceTime. And it was me and Thumper sitting there. Oh, Thumper's what? going oh, through yeah. back spasms. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, he's sitting yeah. on my couch. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I'm telling you, he's like about to cry, man. Oh, my back hurts so bad, bro. And Dave calls us and he's on the phone. And Dave tells <laughs> us that story. Yeah. And then he's like, what about you, man? I said, you're going to get up? Yeah, he said, you're going to get up? He goes, I'm telling you. And Dave like commanded his back. He said, right now in Jesus' name, I command that back to be healed. As soon as he said, I'm telling you right now, dude, it was crazy. He goes, yeah, he said you just he heard, heard this. Yeah. I, I heard it. Like, dude, yeah. as soon as Dave said it, dude, there was like this loud pop and his eyes got all big. Thumper's <laughs> eyes got big. He's, oh my God, bro. And he got up and he started, whoa, dude. And you know, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. And he got up in his back. I'm yeah, telling you, like, it was, he was good. Said he was happy. It was, was good, dude. Yeah. It was that, so funny. Yeah. And that was over the phone. And that was just the, coming was, the phone. That's all scripture. The prayer yeah. of faith yes. will yep. heal the sick. So there was a prayer of faith, and mm -hmm. faith comes by hearing. So mm -hmm. you telling him that, that built the faith, the yeah, faith the up in it him. It did. What right. I did. Yeah. What happened with it me. It did, dude. That was yeah. so cool. Yeah. That the was cool. The testimony built awesome faith, moment. and then mm -hmm. the prayer of faith. All right. So do we want to talk about the gifts since we're headed that direction anyway? Yeah. You mean, I mean healing that, is a gift of the Spirit? Yes, is it is. Oh, about. my gosh. It's like a miracle. Yes. Um, in 1 Corinthians 12, this is starting yes. verses 8 through 11. It goes through, I'm not going to go ahead and read all of the scripture right now, but it goes through and it talks about the different types of um, gifts that are given by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Yes. So there's what they call the mind gifts, which are the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. 
So Word of Wisdom is a God-inspired instruction giving supernatural wisdom to solve problems. And I'm taking all of this from Perry Stone's Bible. Love this Bible. Yes. This is his study Bible. Um, the Word of Knowledge is the supernatural ability to receive, comprehend, and distribute spiritual information. And then discerning of spirits is to discern and, discern and distinguish the human spirit, the spirit of God, and the spirits of Satan. That's three. So those are the first three. Those are the mind gifts. Yep. Then there's the power gifts. <coughs> Excuse me. That Dave and Thumper, like your story, there's the working of miracles, which is the supernatural ability to pray and experience miraculous answers to prayer. There's the gifts of healing, the supernatural ability to minister healing to others using all New Testament methods. And then there's the gift of faith, the supernatural ability for the, to believe for the impossible without doubting or wavering. So those are what they call the power gifts. Mm -hmm. And then the last three are the vocal gifts. The first one is diverse tongues. And it's actually the supernatural ability to speak in other tongues or languages through the Holy Spirit's utterance. We'll talk more about these in a little bit. Prophecy is the next one, and that's the supernatural ability to speak forth a right now word for edification, exhortation, and comfort. And then you have the interpretation of tongues, which is the supernatural ability to interpret the native tongue of the words of diverse tongues. Number nine. That's nine. Yes. Yep. So those are all nine of our gifts. Yes. Now I know growing up in the church that I grew up in, I always heard the, well, if it's God's will, mm. if it's God's will, you know, it, it's a mystery as to who gets these gifts because it's only as no, the spirit the wills. <laughs> okay. So knowing that, and then reading what the word says, <clears throat> I was reading verse seven in the NLT of chapter 12, first Corinthians. And it says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Oh. Yep. That is the purpose for all nine of these gifts. Yes. Is for us as the body to help each other, to encourage each other so that we can go out yep. and do these things in the world to bring people in. Yes. You have something you want to say? Because I feel like you do. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so anyways, thinking about this, I know like in my own personal life, I've experienced the interpretation of tongues. Yeah. N like whenever he and I pray together, I'm the one that usually has the, the prayer, like the tongues. I will pray in tongues and like he hears in perfect English, like everything that I'm saying. So like yeah. he gets the interpretation. <clears throat> well, I remember the one time we were in a church service and someone actually spoke out a tongue and then someone began to interpret it. They gave like the first part. Well, I'm sitting there and it's just like burning on the inside of me. And I'm like, am I supposed to interpret this? Like, do I have this interpretation? And I just had like a couple words in my mind and I started speaking it out and boom, there came the interpretation. Yep. I had never had that happen before in my life. Yeah. Like I had never had that actual gift of interpretation of tongues. That's awesome. Yes. I'd heard <laughs> it like yeah. operate in a church service, but I never actually had it operate through me. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Yeah. So talk about as the spirit wills will say, it was in the church service. 
there was a tongue spoken, we had part of it, but then God wasn't done. There was more that needed to be said. Yes. And I was just willing to step out in faith and speak what I started to hear. Yes. So sometimes, uh, yeah, I've seen that too, and people get an interpretation, and you'll have three different people all say something, right? Mm -hmm. And like one will add to the other thing, but it's all like, and it's, and it's funny because all three people will give, it'll be something common mm -hmm. on each interpretation. Like all of them had the one thing in common, mm -hmm. but there was more with each of that. Right. Each one of them had more that one thing in common. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh wow, because yeah. they all got this word out of it, mm -hmm. but they got this with that word, each one of them did. Right. And that's the mouth of two or three witnesses mm -hmm. that the Bible talks about. Right. And to go along with, like Carrie was saying, like when we pray together, a lot of times, you know, we'll just, you know, we'll pray in English for a little bit, but then we start praying in tongues. And then as we're praying in tongues, the Lord will allow me to re interpret those things. Like, and there'll be times where Carrie's like, even in the middle of the night, she'll wake up just like, you need to pray. I don't know what I have to pray out, but, and the Lord reveals that to me of what we're praying for. I mean, there's been some very specific things that, mm -hmm. you know, the Lord has had us do. You know, in these prayers, I, I know one time it was a family member of mine. <laughs> Carrie woke up in the middle of the night and was like, we need to pray. And I'm like, okay. So I just start listening to the Holy Spirit as she's praying. And all I got was, I text this person. I said, are you somewhere you shouldn't be? And like, mm -hmm. they responded right away. And this was what, like one, two in the morning, maybe? It was so, late. Yeah. You know? And I was like, well, you better get out of there because wherever you're supposed to be, there's something bad. Yeah, yeah, wherever you're at. And like this person was like, how'd you know that? I'm like, they're like, yeah, I shouldn't be here. And they like left. Immediately, like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, there was another time, like, I don't know if I shared this the other week, but when we were, I had some friends that were on a uh, mission trip and the same type of thing happened. We were on vacation at this point, And this time I got woke up by the Holy Spirit and I started praying. I said, Carrie, we need to pray something out. And you know, I don't normally get woke up like yeah, this. Yeah, you don't ever. Yeah. It's always me. Yeah, and I was like, so let's pray this out. And then as we're praying, I see... I see like a clear vision of exactly what's going on. Well, they were like in Africa trying, trying to leave them. and they couldn't get on their plane. They couldn't board their plane. Customs, they were, yeah, was, customs was giving them, them yeah. a hard time. And, and like, I'm seeing all this, like as we're praying. And then finally I was like, all right, it's gone. I think it's good now. So when my buddy got back the following week, we were talking about it and he told me, dude, it was crazy. We were in the airport. The customs would not let us leave. And I'm like, what time was it? So we figured out it was the exact time that this was going on. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. That, that's awesome. But, you know, but that's what it's all about. Like, you, you yeah. can't tell me, like, people can't say, well, that's just unbelievable. I cannot, I, I just, but why would I even think that? Yeah. Right. Like, why would I even think that if yeah. the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. didn't reveal that to me? I don't think that way. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, like, yeah. so, but that's what I'm saying. Like, people don't understand it, but like, there's so much power in it. I mean, there's yes. another time. There was another time when I, when I first got to, see it in my own life we were young in the lord i mean young in our marriage brody was like a baby and we were helping at this church with a children's camp and i'm just in the back row holding brody and he's like you know i'm like because i was like a backseat driver then i did, yeah. i knew i knew i had things that the lord wanted me to do but, but I, it was easier for I, me i rode, to I rode my yeah. wife's <laughs> coattails you know what i mean i'm like yeah. hey you can do this you're great Small at this you're anointed you know yeah. so i'm back there by myself holding brody you know in this Children's pastor at the yeah. time was like, Dave, you got a word? Like, this is like in the middle of the service. I'm like, no, I I'm don't. thinking to myself, no, I don't <laughs> yeah. have a word at all. I was like, crap. <laughs> you know, that's what I said. <laughs> I said, oh, boy. So I like handed Brody over to my buddy. 
And I'm like, I'm going up because I'm like, what All am I going to do? Lord yeah, yeah. What, I said, Lord, yes. what am I? I said, what are you doing to me here? Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, yeah. I didn't hear anything. He's yeah. just like, I just kept walking. So I get up and, you know, I get the mic and I'm like, and I just close my eyes and I just actually started praying in tongues right then and there. But then as I started doing it, the Lord started revealing some things like calling out different healings. Hey, yeah. if you need this. And, and I'm, meanwhile, the whole time I'm closing my eyes because I was like nervous as could be because I'm like, yeah. this is crazy to me, you know. <laughs> And I look up, and everybody's in the at the altar. Wow! Like nobody was sitting in their seats anymore. So I'm like, oh Lord, what am <laughs> I going to do, do now? now? Carrie, yeah. get over here. You know Help what I mean? pray. But all of a sudden, the Lord said, "Start laying start hands on them." Start praying for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. So next thing you know, I mean, we're laying hands. I'm laying hands on people, kids, everything, and like the whole place is just filled yeah. with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. yeah. And I sit there on the stage, and I'm like, and all of a sudden, I mean, the power got hit me so strong, like. I never felt it this strong in my life. All I could do was run. So I like sprinted <laughs> as fast as I could. And I ran out of the building and just started running around the building because the power of God was hitting me oh, so that's strong. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So I sat there after I was done running. I'm like, wow, Lord, that's it. this is cool. <laughs> what was that, you know? But he's like, but this is just the beginning of what I'm going to do for you. That's what I was going to ask. Was, did that be like obedient. A, yeah, you know, so, you know, send you out to be more But I mean, like I was, like I was the least... More like that at all you know what i'm saying like she knows yeah. that i, I didn't want to do that. that was freaked out when he was in high school have to give a speech he yeah. took what it took a d or yeah i never I, I didn't even want to talk in front of people and now he's in front of the church right I mean, so like yeah. so the holy spirit changed me you know the god changed me in that and i and i always preached to myself to my boys everything i said if we're that willing vessel to be used by god he'll use us mm-hmm. yeah but the problem is we don't, a lot of people don't want to be the willing vessel. They want to do right. it their way. You know, they want control, like you were saying. They want to control what they do. What, well, yeah. if you want the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to have complete control, you have to yield to Him. You mm-hmm. have to yield to Him. Because He won't aspect. even come and move. I mean, right. He won't even come and move. He's a you know, you want, to, uh, you want to sit here and have your nine-part sermon series <laughs> and make it all about, hey, look how wise I am and how cool I am. Look at all this revelation I got. Well, you know what? The Holy Spirit wants to come and move. And what do you want? Do you want everybody to hear your your sermon and your series, or do you want God to come and touch people right. and bring them in? I, you know, I want I want God's fire to come mm-hmm. and move. I want, you know what I mean? Hey, people that do that, they have their reward. Right. They have their reward. The praise of men. Wow. Ooh. Ah. You know. But let the Holy Ghost come and move. Oh, you it's, know? it's better than any preaching sometimes. But <laughs> like, even I do have to say, like after that camp, though. Like when we came back and we were having class, like the kids, because anytime we went to camp, like the Holy Spirit's moving and stuff, the kids are just running, running, running because they're so excited and so full of joy. And like running was the thing that they did. Well, when we would come back to church then and we would be having our services and the kids would start to notice the Holy Spirit moving, I mean, the only thing they knew, their reaction was to run, run, run. But we then had to teach them, okay, it's not just running all the time. It's being quiet. Sometimes it's being moved to tears. Sometimes it's teaching. Sometimes it's preaching. Sometimes it's healing. Sometimes it's just sitting there quietly and letting Him minister to you. So we did, we had to teach those different things to them. 
And it just, it was a maturity thing. Like as they learned it and as they moved in that more and they experienced it more, <clears throat> they they matured in it. Yeah. They understood it better. Yeah, they became more sensitive to what the Holy Spirit was trying to do at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the times it is just like a really peaceful because sometimes that's what we need. Yes. We need peace. Yeah. And I mean, just thinking about the different gifts that he displays within a church service. Like yesterday, Pastor Patty, she had words of knowledge, words mm -hmm. of wisdom for people. Yeah. I mean, we needed that. I needed it. It was confirmation yeah. for something that I was going through. I let her know that afterwards. And like other times, you know, if, you, if you're in the healing services, there are times that a pastor might say, hey, okay, I just felt like God's saying, you know, so-and-so, okay, God's healing hearts, God's healing kidneys, God's healing people from diabetes. Like whatever that is, sometimes it's a matter of, you know, come up here, we're gonna lay hands on you and pray for that. Mm -hmm. Other times it's, okay, I feel that the Spirit is saying this and He's gonna touch you where you're at. Yeah. I mean, there's times that just even watching stuff like through YouTube or whatever, like someone will get a word of knowledge. Hey, God is healing this certain situation. Mm -hmm. Receive it now. That's and people get healed. That's what happened to my brother Guy. Yeah. And that's when a change really took place in my brother Guy. Mm-hmm. Was after that happened because, you know, he was, you know, getting high still. And we went and picked him up. And then he, you know, I was on him really hard about getting, you know, getting right with God. And then I started to let up instead of being like that, you know, because he's my family. So I was... Like taking it a certain type of way, and then I let up on that, right? And I started praying for him. And next thing you know, what he called me, he was watching. Uh, so he was having heart problems, and his left arm was going numb. Uh, and he said that he was like freaked out, and he was sitting there, and he turned on a Benny Hinn mm -hmm. live miracle service. And he literally sat there and he looked right at the screen, and Benny Hinn said, There's somebody right now that's having a. Your, your left arm's numb and you're having pain in your chest. He goes, right now God's touching you, God's healing your heart, he's restoring it. My brother said this, you know, right then he, he said it felt like someone poured warm oil all over his hands. He said he just felt this thing go all the way up his chest. And ever since that day, my brother calls me every week, at least two or three times yeah. a week about the Lord, you know. Mm -hmm. God's dealing with him on, you know, little by little. My brother's let a lot of things go, but as far as, you know, getting high and doing drugs and all that, it's over. Mm -hmm. You know, he's. But he you know, believed that he could receive mm -hmm. that. Yep, right. he did. You that's know, why he turned he that. He could dude have been on, watching honestly. that, and he could have thought, "Well, that's for someone else. That's not for me." Right. Or oh. not had the faith to receive that, even just through the TV. Yep. You know, and that's it. Like to me, that's a lot of it when it comes to like receiving healing, receiving a miracle, mm -hmm. receiving the gifts of the Spirit, or even allowing God to work those gifts through you. Mm -hmm. You know, like you were saying earlier that. Um, that at the at the church it was okay whoever God wills. Mm -hmm. Well, when you're reading your Bible, you'll see that God is he, His will is for us to all be healed. Yes, His will is for us to all have exactly what we mm -hmm. need. Mm -hmm. And it it says I think um, let me see. But we're meant to be partakers of the divine nature of God. Mm -hmm. So we're supposed to be able to receive all those things. We're not beggars. God has given us a grace to receive healing, to, to allow him to work through us, to get other people healed mm -hmm. and to edify the body. Like in, if we're not, if we're not believing for that or, 
you know, believing that he's going to do that through you, then it's not, it probably isn't going to happen in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. Yes. And I know too, just as you were kind of mentioning something that about the edification of the body, just kind of remind me of just the different um, offices of the spirit in mm -hmm. the church. You've got the apostle, the evangelist, the pastors, the preachers, the teachers. And then it even goes on to talk about those who work miracles and those mm -hmm. who are in helps, those who like volunteer in the church. And the whole purpose of that, and this is in Ephesians 4 if you want to study it out, um, the whole purpose of it is for us to build up the body, mm -hmm. to train the people so that then they can go out, make disciples, bring them in, get them mm -hmm. trained. It's supposed to be a cycle, yeah. a constant, like coming in, going out, coming in, going out, coming in, going out. But unfortunately, too many pastors get stuck on numbers. Yeah and money. Mm -hmm. And if we get stuck on that, then we're going to shut the Holy Spirit off and he can't do his work. Yeah. And then yeah. we're not fulfilling what God set up. And as we were talking too about the gifts, the other thing about the gifts, when they're in operation, it's for signs and wonders mm -hmm. to uh, confirm mm -hmm. what God has said. It's to confirm his word. Yep. So it's not mm. to be weird. It's not to be flaky. It's not to be fruity and all that. Mm -hmm. It is supposed to be when people do it with maturity and aren't being weird about it. Yeah, they're not it, flakes. Right. It is to build mm -hmm. up the body. It's to help us. It's to get us ready. Because for too long, we've been too weak. And it's time for us to start building ourselves back up in our most holy faith. And part of that is understanding what these different gifts are, what these different offices are. Why do we have them? How do we work in them? How do we yield to it yeah. so that people can get the help that they need? Yeah, all that is the reason why Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Yes. That's the point of it. And then you will go out and you'll be witnesses to all the earth. So when you think about it, they went and they waited for the promise of the Holy Spirit. Okay, the 120, the, the original 12. Even after everything that they did with Jesus and he sent them out and he had them do miracles and cast out demons and do all that stuff. They weren't out in the streets screaming and yelling, mm -mm. telling everyone about Jesus after he ascended. They went and they waited for that power mm -hmm. because the point of that power was to build the church, right. to edify the church, to go and be witnesses and evangelize. Like that's everything. You know, that's our inheritance. Right. And then there's times where I know I'm ministering to people and I just, I love it because it's amazing. It, it amazes me every time it happens. But like I'll be ministering to somebody and the Lord will show me what the person's going through, basically, or the, yeah. what they're struggling with, what's blocking them to get to that next level. Yeah. Yes. And as I'm praying that out, I know when I strike that chord because, mm -hmm. like, you just sense it. Yeah. And the people just yield to it. And they know <laughs> yeah. immediately. But it's so cool to me because there was a guy that I used to follow that he was so precise in his prophetic words and I'm like Lord I want that gift I want to be like that you know I, I mean that's so amazing to me you know like I want to see I want to be able to see and hear like that okay. yes but it's so powerful because people are like man like it like somebody you don't even know and the Lord you know allows you to you know speak a word into their life that only the Lord would know 
like you that you can't tell me that's not going to get their attention absolutely right? you can't tell me that oh man like it's going to be like wow but it allows you to minister to them then if, if i mean that gets their total attention so now you can you know reveal that to the lord or through the lord and into their life so that's just part of like the prophecy type absolutely. stuff and words of knowledge and just yeah you know being able to hear that and listen and speak it but you got to have the confidence to do it you know that right. that was something that like how many years that took me i would always tell carrie all the time i'm like i think i'm prophetic and she's like what do you mean and i was like <laughs> i was like i don't know but i said i see i mean i hear yeah. like crazy stuff mm -hmm. and like i get stuff all the time from like there was a time where it's still to this day it happens to me a lot but i'll just be at during worship and i'll get a download from the holy spirit and it's exactly what they're about to start preaching on yeah mm -hmm. Like that's how I hear yeah, it. You've done that a lot you know, of times. Yeah, there's a lot of times. You said, "Hey, man, listen, they're gonna." Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I look at Dave, and I'm like, and then I, and then they start doing it, and I just look over at him and shake my head. Like, but like, yeah. but I had to like exercise that gift, though. That's yeah. the whole thing. See, once you get that, you have to exercise it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yes. once you get that gift. Yeah, and the right. Lord, the Lord, and I knew that. So like for us, it was through children's ministry. Mm -hmm. We yeah. that's how we got our training. Like we, like. I, I mean, it was that same week. You remember that same mm -hmm. camp? I remember she's like, "All right, I want you guys to pray over these," and that and that was the first time I knew I had the prophetic. I mean, we walked. Yeah. Remember, we walked yeah, down we went that through line, the whole line, and I prophesied over every single one of them kids. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Like, bam, yeah. you know, to the T, and it was like amazing. Mm -hmm. As I say, and the cool thing is, like, his gift is prophecy, like that prophetic gift. Mine's teaching, but yet when we're ministering together, yeah, we both do it. I will start to prophesy that. That's not me. Yeah. That's yeah. the Holy Spirit. And that's one of those gifts in mm -hmm. operation because we're ministering to the people that need it at that time. Yep. And vice versa. I'll teach. Mm -hmm. There's times where, like there's sometimes we just switch off on that. It's, yeah. so, mm -hmm. it's so cool that, you know, when you're preparing for it. Mm -hmm. so. Well, you know, I do believe for all these gifts. I mean, I, I've operated in them in a lower level. I've had a word of knowledge, you know, and I've laid my hands on the kids and I've, mm -hmm. they've been healed instantly. Yes. And I know that like my, you know, Elijah chubby, he comes, oil, bro. yeah, anytime mom, he has oil. like a stuffy <laughs> nose or anything, mom, pray for it. Mom, yeah. where's your oil? Yep. You know, so it's like, I've acted on, I've, the Holy Spirit's worked through me right. in a lower level, but I was like, and I've been studying this thing with imaginations and meditating on the word, mm -hmm. right? So the scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So when you taught, when I think about the gifts of the spirit, I, I like to imagine myself laying hands on people and mm -hmm. then recovering. I, I believe when I ask God for a miracle, I'm going to see one, you right. know, and whatever gift is needed at that time, Kenneth Hagin said, always desire the gift that's needed at that moment, yeah. you yeah. know, so I like to meditate on what the word says. Mm -hmm. The word says that I can have this right. and it's not in a prideful way, like, oh, God's going to use me to do all these awesome things. But it's like, no, this is the, I'm not going to limit him. Right. You know, the word says that we can do these things. Mm -hmm. So I'm putting that in my heart. I'm meditating on it and I'm believing for it. And I know that we're going to the see these around. things, yes. Yeah. Yes. you know, and that's what he's put in my heart. And mm -hmm. in Colossians, he tells us to desire the things from above. Mm -hmm. You know, those gifts come from above. They come from the, the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, like, so what you guys were saying earlier, too, about equipping the saints and God putting the fivefold in place to do that, right? And I was showing Vanessa today, like, something that I always do without realizing Paul spoke about it. 
right? Without realizing Paul ever spoke about it. And today I, I, I was like, man, that's like, that's how I feel inside, mm -hmm. you know? And like, he's explaining this. He says, um, even the mystery, which has been hidden from past ages and generations, but now is revealed to his holy people. To them, God would make known what is the glorious riches of the mystery among the nations. So there's this mystery. He said, it is Messiah in you, mm -hmm. the hope of glory. Christ within you, the hope of glory. Whom we preach, warning everyone and teaching everyone in all wisdom, so that we may present them complete in Jesus Christ, in Messiah Yeshua. In this I labor, striving according to his power, which effectively works in me. So like Paul's mission is to see everybody get filled mm -hmm. with the spirit mm -hmm. and be connected. Like that's mm -hmm. his main, like that's, that's what God wants. That's what Jesus wants is every believer to get filled and then get endued with power yes. so they can go about doing this. And like, and then he's teaching us all these things to perfect us to get us there walking in love and walking in power at the same time, mm -hmm. completing the package of who we are. Now the Amplified Classic, the way that it says it, um, the mystery of which was hidden for ages and generations from angels and men, but is now revealed to his holy people, the saints, to whom God has, was pleased to make known how great for the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ within and among you, the hope of glory. Okay. He says, Him we preach and proclaim, warning and admonishing everyone and instructing everyone in all wisdom the ways and purposes of God that we may present every person mature, full-grown, fully initiated, complete and perfect in Christ the Anointed One. For this I labor unto weariness, striving with all the superhuman energy which he so mightily enkindles and works within me. Mm -hmm. So that's that's it. Like the Holy Spirit drives you and strives like the, you, you can't rest until you see that like this has to happen. Yeah. And you'll pray for this continually, God. Mm -hmm. You know, just let me be your hands and feet today. Let me, mm -hmm. you know, God, I'll yield. I'll do, I'll just step out, of, I'll step aside mm -hmm. and you just come and, you know, do what you did to me to them. You know, just reveal yes. yourself to them the way you did me. And right. seeing that completed in everybody, that's when you're like, you know you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know you're on, like it's more assurance always. The signs, wonders, miracles, all that mm -hmm. stuff. And then, but people get in their lives touched and totally turn around. You see people that were drug addicts totally turn their lives mm -hmm. around. People that weren't drug addicts that just live their life in sin. And they're like, dude, I just can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. People that are sick with things and they're like, dude, Today we talked to that neighbor again mm -hmm. that had cancer across mm -hmm. the street. We think the doctors are just giving this guy to run around. I mean, this dude's running around, all, mm -hmm. you know, just fine. And, right. you know, it's I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. But yeah. to kind of go back to, to like the beginning of this, I was, I was just thinking about it while you were talking there. But like praying in tongues to me was like the gateway basically yes. to learn my gift, right? I, yeah. I would pray in tongues and you get in the presence of the Lord and then you start seeing things and hearing things yeah. from the Lord and then you start, you know, that that was like you were setting the atmosphere for it, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was my prayer language to God. I mean, that's what they say. It's a direct line to God, right? Mm -hmm. You're 
the, the, the spirit of God is praying through you, right? Absolutely. Yes. Praying out your will. So to me, I'm like, I only want to pray in tongues if that's what it is, right? Like, yes. I want to pray out everything that God has for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And my, my earthly mind and my English don't always know what to pray, it's right? It's limited. It's limited. But yes, but when, but when you get a hold of, as I'm praying in tongues, I am praying out the will of the Father. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, and the devil don't know what you're praying. Yeah. Yep. So why wouldn't you want to be praying out the will of the Father? Yes. I don't know. That's why Paul yes. says I right? pray in tongues more, more than, than all of y'all. Yes. Right? Because <laughs> yeah. I want to know his purpose and perfect plan for my life every single day. Absolutely. And as an, I'm, as an I'm praying in tongues, I'm you're walking in that. You're, you know, the Bible says to be led by the Spirit. Yeah. Not a spirit, but by the spirit, you mm -hmm. know, and that's part of one of those gifts is that discerning of spirit, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But you got to learn how to discern those different, you know, spirits out there, but you have to know God's, and we talked about that, knowing his knowing voice his and knowing voice. him, right. because we need to be led by that. If we're led yeah. in his spirit, he's going to keep you like out of the harm's way. Mm -hmm. He's going to lead you to the places that he's wanted you to go, right? <laughs> Every single day of your life, period, right? right? Every single yes. day. He's going to, you know, he's going to lead you to the right people to go minister to. He's going to lead you to the right woman if you're trying to date men. Or man. Right? He's yeah. going to say, hey, <laughs> you know, or woman or man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's going to lead you to that. Yeah. Like, we don't have to, we have to learn to just Deal. stop trying to do everything on our own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Start Let listening to, us. but like I was telling you today, I said, but guess what, guys? If we don't get in his presence and we don't soak in that, we ain't going to know. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I said, you, Pastor Patty taught I said, I, yeah, that's exactly while. what I said. You guys both yeah. taught that. That's while. exactly what yeah. I told him. How about that? I said, if you're not in the presence of the Lord, you aren't going to know what it's like. Yeah. You ain't, because you're not even giving them the time to be in it. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. But you want all these good fruits over here. Yeah. You want all this good fruit to go with it, but but you're living over here. That's not going to work. So no. we have to learn to get from that point, like I said, over to this part. Yep. Living in the Spirit, living in His presence, mm -hmm. living in the Word. Yep. And following it. Mm. Amen. All right. And I say, I got go these ahead. four things you real quick. You go first. Okay. I know you have some things. Okay. You got stuff on tongues, I've got you? this real quick. And then I'm like, I know we got to wrap up here soon. But um, I know like reading 1 Corinthians 14, that's like the chapter about tongues. Yes. And when you read it from beginning to end, you're like, wow, Paul contradicts himself like crazy through this. But it's like you have to get in and actually study out the Greek to understand what these different types that he's talking about. So instead of reading through all of this and trying to decipher it, um, John Bevere does an excellent teaching about the Holy Spirit. You can find it on YouTube. And um, one of them, he takes chapter 14 and breaks it down into the four types of tongues. So the one type it talks about is a sign for unbelievers. Yes. This is kind mm -hmm. of like... Does it in scripture? I, I guess it's kind of like the <laughs> yeah, it does tongue. actually. It does. Yeah. yeah. So this is he gives an example of where he's in a church service and there's this lady that's in the service and she just felt like she needed to pray in tongues. So she's sitting there praying in tongues, not real loud, but just quietly. And after the service was over, this man that was sitting a little bit in front of her, he was a French teacher, and he comes back to her and he's like, "Oh my gosh!" He's like, "You speak the most perfect." French I've ever heard in an ancient dialect at that. Wow. He's like, where did you learn that? She's like, I don't speak French. She's <laughs> like, all I know is Paul <laughs> Francais. And he's like, 
oh my goodness, he's like, I've never heard anyone speak that perfect of a tongue. She's yeah. like, all I was doing was praying. And that was the sign to him. And yeah. he then went on to say, he's like, everything that you were saying, you were giving out Bible verses and telling what they were before he even got to them. Wow. So that is yeah. that is the sign for unbelievers. Well, and the Spirit's that, awesome. Right. And yeah. that so one that in particular. Was by that then. Right. Yeah. Was, had yes. some problems with right. unbelief issues. Right. And that, been praying about it. that particular tongue is an actual language that is not the speaker's <clears throat> own language. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. that would be like me speaking in perfect Spanish, Spanish or, or Chinese or yeah. French or whatever. Like that's not my language. But to them, they hear it because the Holy Spirit gives you that gift as a sign to them. Yes. And then he goes on to explain, too, that when the day of Pentecost happens, that's what the people were hearing was that sign for unbelievers because they're like, well, how is it that we're all these different um, from all these different areas? And yet we hear these Jewish people from Nazareth or Galilee or whatever it was all speaking in our language. Yes. Like, how do we hear it? So that's the first type. It's the actual sign. And that's the public gift. And then there's another public one that is the tongue for interpretation, which we talked about already, where you're in a church service, someone gives a tongue and it has to be um, interpreted. So he also said that that tongue that needs the interpretation is actually a language from heaven. He's like, it has to be interpreted because there's no known language because it's a language of heaven. Whereas like the sign for unbelievers, that's an actual language that someone can hear it and can translate it. So the second type, those, those two are both for like your public service. Those are out in public. Those are in your church service. The other two, the one that we all use mostly is our own personal prayer language. That is our own personal time. That is us, like Dave was saying, speaking to God, praying out the perfect will of God for our lives. That is us building ourselves up in the Holy Ghost. Then the last type is the tongue for intercession. And again, that's more of a private one where I know I operate in that several times where that can be the groanings. Um, Like last night, I felt like I needed to pray. I didn't know why. I just felt this heaviness and I started praying. And while I'm praying, I just started crying. And I knew that I was interceding for someone. And then he wakes me up and I hear him talk. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I'm praying in tongues. I'm like, well, I was praying in tongues too. (laughs) And he's like, well, what'd you get? I'm like, I don't know, I'm just praying. He's like, well, you're praying praying for your parents. And I'm like, yeah, I was. But that's the other type. It's it's that intercession when we know we need to pray for something or we know we need to pray for someone, but we don't know what it is. That's when we hook up with the Holy Spirit and then he prays that out and intercedes for them in that situation. So those are the four types that Paul does talk about here in um, first Corinthians. Nice. So, well, you know, that's, that teaching is so needed because I mean, oh, yes. I've read through that, like, um, and trying to explain to someone and go to the scripture, but it is all for different things. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. All right. I got a commentary. Go in this, real quick. Yeah. There's a, there's a com- commentary in this Bible. Um, many believe Paul is saying here that not all believers can speak in tongues. Instead, he's referencing the public gift of tongues in the congregation. Notice this passage is referring to the public offices and gifts in the assembly. There is a public gift of tongues to be spoken in the assembly and not all believers have that gift. Mm -hmm. 
But there is a private devotional prayer language that all believers can speak. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, 5, I desire that all of you speak in tongues. And then there's another one, and, uh, the gift of tongues does not cease. According to this passage, the gift of tongues will cease when the perfect comes. Jesus is perfect, but this can't be referring to his first coming because the outpouring of God's Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues happened after Jesus ascended into heaven. And it can't be referring to the Bible, even the scriptures. We don't know everything. We still only know in part. This has to be after Jesus returns. Therefore, the gift of tongues has not ceased. Mm -hmm. And then he's even pray, praying tongues without ceasing. And then he talks about the spiritual, uh, like the actual language of the angels and God. Yeah. You know, when you speak in unknown tongues, you speak to God. This is why I call it God talk. Yeah. You also edify yourself when you speak in tongues. The word edify means restores or builds a house. When you pray in supernatural languages, you restore every area of your life. That's good. Mm -hmm. And he said, I tell you, Peter, that on this rock I will build my assembly and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He said, you are so energized when you pray in tongues that the gates of hell will not prevail against mm -hmm. you. Amen. However, in the congregation, mm -hmm. you should teach in a known language in order to benefit others. Right. Yeah. A message spoken out in tongues only edifies the entire congregation if there is an interpretation of the tongue. Yes. yes. And I will wrap up with this last verse here. This is um, 1 Corinthians 14, 39. It says, Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy, so desire prophecy, but forbid not the speaking in tongues. Amen. So, we'll end with that. Yes. <laughs> so, I know we're going to be having a guest maybe sometime here in the future. Not quite yeah, sure when. In a couple when. weeks, his name's uh, Ken Yell. Yes, yeah. but we Kenyo are... We're going to hit, I think, healing next week. Yes. yes. So. When I talked to Sonny, too, he said he would like to talk about worship. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be good. That would be awesome. Yes, that's, I told yeah. him we'll probably have him on next month. Mm -hmm. uh, Sonny. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. We'll wrap this up here. Um, I know you heard a lot today about the Holy Spirit. And some of you, if this is stirring up your heart, and you're like, I want this. I want more of this. I want God. Like, I don't even have a relationship with Jesus. Um, maybe you've had a relationship with Jesus and you've walked away and you're like, I want to come back. Well, God's here waiting for you. And all you have to do is just pray this simple prayer. Just say this with me. Say, Father God, I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. I believe that he died on a cross and rose again and ascended into heaven where he's seated with you. Father, forgive me for my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I thank you for Jesus. And Jesus, I make you the Lord and the Savior of my life today. Amen. It's that simple. And if you want to get filled with the Holy Ghost like we were talking about and have that evidence of speaking in other tongues and have that power, it's just as simple as asking Jesus. So it's just this prayer. Say, Jesus, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Spirit. Holy Spirit, I receive you now. Move through me. Fill me up. Overflow me. In Jesus' name I ask. 
And then as you say that and you start to notice that there is something bubbling up inside of you, it's the Holy Spirit. And it might just start off like a little kid. I always explain it like when we first start to talk, we don't say full on sentences. We don't say full words. It comes out of syllables. Mom, 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 dad, 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 dad. So if you're sensing that, like you feel like there's something coming out that you need to speak, just start with sha da 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 ba 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 and let it go from there. And as you do, you'll notice that mm -hmm. as you continue to pray, it'll change. You'll get that language. Your language may change several times. That's okay. But know that you are full of the Holy Spirit. You have that power and you are ready to be used. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we look forward to seeing you next week where we're going to be talking more about the Holy Spirit and how he works through us and mm -hmm. especially in the area of healing. Have a great week. Hallelujah.